One of the things I absolutely love, and when it happens, I'm just blown away, is when the Holy Spirit works and suddenly everything comes together. And Eric said, how are you going to preach on this? And I said, I'm not using that one because Paul sometimes, yeah, Paul. But I'm using Genesis 2, Psalm 139, and Jeremiah 1. And Adam Hamilton, in this book, he truly opens himself up. And he, he truly um, talks about his his deep relationship with the Lord and his deep relationship with his wife. And then he goes there and he talks about sex. And I thought, okay, if you're going to talk about sex and Jane is going to make me preach about sex after I beg, no, please God, no. Um, I'm literally, I'm going to hear him preach about it and I am lifting that sermon and I'm going to use it. And he just bowed out of that sermon big time. I'm listening to Adam Hamilton, and when he preaches, I mean, he is a dynamic preacher. And he did a whole sermon on, well, sometimes it's peanut butter and jelly, and other times it's a five-course meal. And I went, seriously? Really? I'm like, well, I don't like peanut butter and jelly, and I really don't like it now. So, So if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it, and we're not going to talk about it the way we talked about it to confirmands who just look absolutely appalled. You know how when you talk about sex to your kids, and at that moment, when suddenly they realize, oh my God, I'm a living being, so that meant mommy and daddy, oh, you know, and they can't look at you, and they just kind of walk out the door this way. And I was talking to Jamie about that, and she said, no. You and dad did it three times. Wedding night, me and Erica, that's it. That's the only time. I'm like, yes, sweetie, that's the only time we've ever done it. But you have to think, out of all the living creatures that God made, he gave us an amazing gift. He gave us a gift for reproduction that is loving and wonderful, and isn't just something that's functionary. He made all the creatures in the world. And in Genesis 2, in Genesis 1, it actually says he he made day and night, he made land, and he made the oceans and stuff, and then it just says, and he made man and woman. It was like, okay, and he did it. But in Genesis 2, it's that wonderful story where he gets down in the dust, And out of clay, he forms human being. And he makes their arms, and he makes their legs, and he makes their body. And he's there making that creature exactly the way he wants to. And he's forming the first human, Adam. And he's forming that first human the way he wants that human to be. And he's making it lovingly. And he makes that human with all the love in God's heart, which I can't imagine the depths of that love. And he's giving the human everything that he can think of to give that human to make that human's life joyful. Every gift that he can think of to make that human's life joyful. And then in the garden, when Adam doesn't resonate with any of the other creations, God realizes, you know what? I 
I have to make something that's just like my first human so that he can resonate more with it. And that's the story of God making Eve. That Adam wasn't resonating with the, the zebras and the baboons and anything else. So God said, okay, I've got to make something exactly like it, just a little different. And so he puts the first human to sleep. And he makes something like it, just a little different. He makes Eve. So he then spends all that time making Eve. And he puts so much love into these two beings. And he blesses them so that everything they do brings joy to one another. They are created to have love and joy in their life all the days of their being. And God has made these two creatures immortal. They are to live in the perfect place, have a wonderful life, never know death, never know hunger, never know pain, only know complete joy. Until they mess up. But even when they mess up and they leave the garden, what do we hear that God does in, in Genesis 2? God, all omnipotent. God, all omniscient. God makes them little clothes. Can you picture God, I am God of the mountain, sitting there sewing little clothes for Adam and Eve to make sure that they're made? That's it. It says God made them little clothes so they wouldn't be cold. God made sure that when they left the garden, they would be taken care of. And yes, we hear that, you know, Adam will have to then work on the ground and it's not going to be easy. And then we hear that nasty thing is that, Eve is going to be really attracted to Adam, but man, childbirth is not going to be fun. But what? Wait, wait a second. What do you mean? Adam's going to be, I mean, Eve's going to be really attracted to Adam. So there's a blessing in there, isn't there? Eve is really going to be attracted to Adam. Adam's going to be really attracted to Eve. They're going to really want to be with each other. And I got to tell you, when I got kids to come to confirmation, I used to promise we are going to read the Bible because there's sex, drugs, and rock and roll in there. And we're going to go into it. And when we hit the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, they were like, whoa, there really is that stuff in here. Because that's what's going on is God saying, I gave you the gift of attraction. I'm giving you the gift of love and sexual intimacy. Because when he says to Eve, you are going to want this man, and this man is going to want you, that's literally what they're talking about. They're talking about that you are going to want to be with each other. And Scientists can tell us what that means. That means that in our brain, when you fall in love with somebody, then the, the chemicals form a bond that you and you're with them and that the pleasure centers of the brain and all that stuff, yada, 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 yada. But what it means is God said, I'm going to make you being with the person that you love wonderful. I'm going to make you being with the person you love forever a joy. It is not going to be a function. I make amoebas, God made amoebas be able to procreate by just dividing. One minute they're one amoeba, the next minute they're two 
love me bus. It just happens that way. There's fish in the world that procreate. The woman fish goes by, and she drops some eggs. The male fish goes by. He drops some sperm. Bada-bing, bada-boom, we got baby fish. There's no emotions there. There's no feelings there. The fish don't even talk to each other. God knew that these creatures that he made, they need each other. They need to love each other. They need to form a bond with each other. And how do we know that? Because when we read 139, it says, I knit you in your mother's womb. I was there with you. That's not just talking about our outside and our legs and our arms and our head, but every bit of us, all that emotional stuff, all that the brain chemistry that scientists want to talk about, all that stuff that makes us us, God was there for us. And then when you read Jeremiah chapter 1, Jeremiah goes to God and he's like, I am so not the person for you. And in Jeremiah, it quotes um, Psalm 139, it says, I knit you in your mother's room, womb. And then it goes a little bit farther, farther and it says, and I have your plan all worked out. I knew what you were going to be before I knew you. I had it all planned out before. Which means when we talk about relations, I knew how it was going to be and I made it wonderful for you. I made it beautiful for you. So that means when God made us, God said, I'm giving you this gift. And then he must be scratching his head when this amazing, beautiful gift that he gave us, we get completely weirded out if we talk about it. We get really freaked out if we talk about it in mixed company. Or weirded out if we preach about it in church because God knows I tried not to. I got to tell you, I really, really tried not to. And the only way that a person that got off of this was Scott and he high-fived. <laughs> Why didn't I want to talk about this? Because it's a gift. It's an absolute gift because when we are together, not the way Paul, God loved Paul. He was celibate. Now you know why. <laughs> Not the way Paul says. But when you are together the way God means that for you to be together with somebody you love. And this is the difference. Not somebody you met on Tinder. Not somebody you picked up in a bar. Not somebody you're not even sure what their name was. You were just in a mood. But somebody that you truly love. Somebody that is there emotionally and physically for you. Then, that's when you get bonded together in a way that feels wonderful. That's when you can get those walls to fall down and you can truly feel that emotional bond. That's when the gift of God can be there. And you can feel the wholeness of what God is giving you. Am I saying that the only time that you can do that is when you've got the rings on your finger and the marriage license signed? I'm not going to go there. There are some people that are in a covenant relationship well before they get married. I had the pleasure, and I'm telling you the ultimate pleasure, of marrying Irv and Joanne Stewart's granddaughter to her husband. They have been in a committed covenant relationship for eight years before they finally got married. And they're 
timing was just not good. He was in the military, and he was constantly being sent overseas to fight for us. And when he would come back home, he had some issues from being overseas fighting for us. And so it just kept getting longer, and they had their lives. And then it was eight years, and he's back, and they're like, you know, we've got a family. We love each other. Well, let's get married. And it wasn't the woman raised in the church that said, let's go to the church it was the man that wasn't raised in the church that said, somebody's been watching out for me all these years. I saw life. I saw death. I saw horror. But when I came home, I saw the woman I love. I saw the children we created in love. And I want to honor that God that showed me that. So let's go to church and honor that covenant. They were in a covenant for eight years. What we did when they came to church is honor that covenant. But God was with them. God was with them because they were a committed relationship. God is with many people in committed relationships. And that's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about statistics. We're not talking about graphs. We're not talking about charts. We're talking about that God, when he created us, blessed us so that when we find the right person and we're in a relationship that's good, that when we are close, the closest we can ever be, it truly is a blessing and it truly is a joy, not only spiritually and emotionally, but physically. What a glorious gift that God has given us. Praise be to God. Amen.